Hello, Steven Universe fans. We are back after a six-month hiatus. It is good to be here. We are covering episodes 84 through 89, and we'll see you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It is so good to be back. I am so excited. It took Cartoon Network long enough. I was going to say, when you were like, oh, we're finally back, I wanted to go, woo! But I wasn't wasn't sure, A, if my mic was on, and B, if that was appropriate. So, you know, I think it off camera, woo! Would have been great. That would have been pretty great. Well, you know, I've I've had crazier cold openings, let's be completely real. Like, the mics are live, are they? Really? Yeah. Yes. I've yes, definitely had delirious yep. cold opens before. Yeah. It's a fun and interesting thing we do at the studio, you guys, and we hope you enjoy it. Welcome back, Steven Universe fans, to the AfterBuzz TV Steven Universe After Show. We are covering episodes 84 through 89, which is kind of the beginning, middle of season two, because what is number sure. season three? Total- I was going to no, say. Season three, you're yeah, right. I was going to say, I believe technically this is season three, episode six through 11, but it's very difficult to keep track of episode numbering and season breaks because Cartoon Network is just like Exactly, Steven Universe has never really had a consistent airing schedule, and every time that it like threatens to have a consistent airing schedule, they take it away. So it's amazing to me that this show has sort of gained the following that it has, and it's just a real testament to how strong the writing and storytelling is. It is a ridiculously good show. Yeah. It's really good. I genuinely feel bad for anybody who was a fan from the beginning, because I binged it towards the end of last year. Season one. Yeah, and so I can't imagine what it was like starting from episode one in season one and then just having to wait till this point. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to tell the people who are tuning in for the first time, who we are? <laughs> that might help you. The wonderful Emma Fife. That's me, Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet wherever Emma Fifes are sold. At my name, Emma Fife. The glorious Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me at the Mengwin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje. That's K I A X E T. We are checking the live chat. We are checking the hashtag that is ABTVSU because I am a firm believer in alphabet soup on my shows. If you have something fun to say, throw it in the live chat. Throw it in the Twitter hashtag you may well get a shout out we've we got six episodes to burn through you guys so we should uh, man alive now yeah. i don't know about you guys but i actually saw steven floats a good chunk of time ago because france aired it and then you couldn't get away from yeah, it on the internet i was gonna say i actually kind of wasn't sure if steven floats was part of this chunk of episodes because <laughs> of precisely that and i couldn't figure it i was like okay what is and i had to check with my friends because i was out of town and disconnected from the internet yeah. all week because i was at a work conference and they're like, no, we had two episodes on Monday and then one episode the rest of the day. So I'm like, oh, so we're starting off confusing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but it like as as a way to sort of kick off the the return for, for this season, mm-hmm. uh, it was such a cute return to form episode. It definitely was. Though there was one thing. So when I was watching it, like the first time it aired and then rewatching it, I'm pretty sure, or maybe I was on drugs, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm <you>? pretty sure. <laughs> That because you know how like in the opening now when you see Connie she's like she's in got her, her like casual clothes and's got the sword got but the like sword, yeah. I'm pretty sure in the opening for this 
she was like back in the dress with the hat and so I was really confused. Oh, I was like, no, no I, see, must be, I must be watching the wrong episode. You're watching the French one because uh, France still has the, the old, original old, opening. Oh, well, that, there you go, France. Way to confuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you did see that, but you're watching the French version. I got you. So if yeah. I had watched it in America, which I did, but it was which, via France. Poor yeah. France, because that means they weren't treated to the new opening. I know, yeah. Like, oh, which, cool. and also, side note, we're even though we got a new opening for this season, we're going to need a newer opening soon because the cast has expanded. We have Peridot and we have Lapis. I and know. let's be real, Jasper is coming back at some point in time. Yeah. So that, um, that, that is Chekhov's gem right there. But, yeah. she's but back. getting yeah, back to the episode is. itself, this was such a nice return to form. Like, to see the old formula come back of yeah. Steven encounters a problem about his new or yeah. discovers a new power. Thing about his powers. And yeah. the, the three crystal gems that we were initially introduced to have to help him so that he can get his donut. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it was such a chill relaxing episodes. It was just ten minutes of kind of sitting back and mm-hmm. feeling good. It, yeah. was, it was the comfort food of Steven Universe episodes. It was coming yeah, home is what that. it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean literally that that's how the episode started was that you know they all appear back at the the temple and Steven's like, "Yay, we're home!" and and then it was, and it, then shenanigans ensued, exactly yeah. as as it's want to do. I have to say, I loved his monologue about who will get my donut, and then I just ending with, "And then I die, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll die," and then just the bones fall from the sky. Alas, poor <laughs> Steven, I knew him well. <laughs> It's just my floating powers tied to my emotions. Just like all my stupid powers. Like, okay. Which I actually really appreciate because I feel like for, for the most part, whenever you have like a superhero or somebody with magical powers that are that are tied to their <laughs> emotional state, I feel like for the most part that's like a girl thing where it's yeah. like, you need to learn to control your emotions because you're a girl and these are your powers. But so. men just get to punch things. <laughs> so I kind of, I really like that, like that's a, that's a legitimate thing uh-huh. for Steven. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, I just a lot of there's a lot of discussion about sort of the inconsistent airing schedule of Steven Universe. Uh, Aaron Loon uh, says that uh, he thinks that Steven Universe isn't attracting the demographics they want, so they don't bother putting forth the effort. And there's conversation Aww. about how like, but fans love it, cater to fans, and put things up on YouTube right after they air and make it accessible to people. Uh, but I wanted to transition into K Bits, who uh, as a Fun headcanon to share. I have a headcanon that gems have, because there was some discussion about how the gems aren't, they're technically not female. Like, they don't really have a gender, they, yeah, per se. Yeah, they don't really. Uh, but Kate says, I have a headcanon that gems have always called each other, each other she, and when they came to Earth, humans adopted the term to refer to women because the gems look like human women. That's great, oh, headcanon. I just wanted to share that. England has a garnet accent. Yes. Yes. Yo, yeah. Oh, England. Okay, I got it now. I was like, no, but Garnet is an English accent. No, other way. She was there first. She was there first. So she's basically like the original queen of England. Hey, I buy it. I am down. (laughs) Do you have anything else to hit on for Stephen Floats? Because it was cute, but there's not a heck of a lot to talk about. Just go watch it. You know, I really wanted donuts after watching this episode. Fresh donuts. (laughs) 
I just that that's an episode I put on when it's like I'm yeah. having a bad day. I want to feel better. Okay, ten minutes later, I'm like, I love everything, and also I want donuts. Yep, <laughs> yep. That is just life. Really good comedic timing in this one. It yes. was just it was very funny. Amethyst was on point. I have to say these next two episodes are two that I have been looking forward to ever since we got the title drops for them: Drop Beat Dad and Mr. Greg. I've wanted these for forever. That's, yeah, for those of you who don't know. I'm a Greg fan. Yeah. I freaking love Greg. No, universe. I love Greg as well. He's Absolutely. Great. I love that they brought Marty back. He's an awful, yeah. awful person. Oh, he's terrible. But that was, that was something that was sort of dangling for fans to go, oh, yeah, who can put two yeah. and two together? It's like, oh, Marty is Sour Cream's dad. Yeah. Is that ever going to come back? Yeah. And then I mean, it comes back I mean, in this a is, way. This is the thing, is that it's something I know that we've touched on on this show before, that one of the things that's so bold in a way about Steven Universe that it really is just realistic that it portrays adults who make mistakes and like parents who are not good parents. Greg is a good parent. He yes. he is trying his absolute best to be a good parent. But like Marty comes back and he's awful. He won't even Marty's call his son son. Yeah, or like, by name. Right. He didn't, yes. if, if you watch, uh, if you watch their introduction again, when Sour Cream recognizes him as dead, he goes in for a hug. Yeah. And instead, Marty goes and he sh- he's like kind of not sure where where his hand should go, so he sticks his hand out to shake his hand and then pats him on the shoulder. He won't even give him a hug. Yeah. Never calls him son. Is just calling him S. My little DJ. Yeah. I will say I love that we got my to friend. don't be selfish and sour cream just and goes full yellow on it. Like, oh, I needed that. Those were good emotions. Well, yeah, I mean, because in, in Yellowtail's it, actually been there. Yes, for been him. his real yes. role model. Yeah. 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 And, and that it, it teaches again that idea of like blood is not thicker than water. You know what I mean? So here's the thing about that idiom. It's, we misuse it at this point. The yeah. whole thing is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. And it's supposed to be right. the people you choose, choose to, to be, be your, your family, family yeah. are more important bonds than the people you're We've stuck with. We've been misquoting that anyway. I know. <laughs> we well, guys. That's why you keep an English major on the panel. Listen, I find weird stuff. Listen, one of the defining characteristics of Minako in the 90s version of Sailor Moon was that she constantly got idioms wrong, so I feel okay about this. <laughs> well, no, no, the, the, all of American culture yeah. is getting that idiot. That idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that idiot. All of American culture For is getting that idiot. For those of you not watching this live, it is definitely 10.30pm on a Monday night right now, and it's been a long day. But, uh, speaking of... <laughs> that wasn't even funny. We're all just dying yeah, up here. Fine. But speaking of Minako, I, I was actually thinking about what you said um, uh, time and time again on the Sailor Moon Crystal after show right. uh, uh, while watching these episodes about you know, finding your own family. Yeah. And, and that is very much what this show has been about, especially in this set and, of episodes. And also, I mean, in this case, in the case of Sour Cream, it was like him discovering that he really did have this loving kind of father figure in yeah. his adoptive father. Well, and Yellowtail hustling his buns to go get Sour Cream's equipment and be like, look, I'm sorry, so the other cute. thing didn't work out, but I want you to succeed. Yeah, and when, <laughs> and when like, Sour Cream got really mad at Marty and started, like, yelling at him in Yellowtail speaking, yes. it was great. <laughs> that Just was... hearing Brian Pasan go, mama, 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 mama. 
was really great. That to me, that was just the pinnacle of the episode. Was that little yep. emotional bit because they yep. that, you don't have to spell out. And he takes after his stepdad because his stepdad was there for no. It's just it flips into that, and you're like. Oh. Yeah. Well, and also the the recognition from Yellowtail that he hasn't been fostering this passion either. Yeah. And we don't have to understand a word of dialogue on his end of thing to to get him to understand that seeing Marty come back into Sour Cream's life, he's like, oh, obviously I want the best for him. I want him to have a viable career, but ultimately I don't want him to be taken advantage of either. Yes, yes. exactly. And, and again, you see, I just... I. I as Katie has said, like, I love the character of Greg so much, and it's like you see both him and Steven being affected by how Sour Cream is kind of being changed by his biological father, who ultimately has nothing to do with him or the way he turned out because he did not raise him. Yeah. When did you get so tall? Like, nine years ago? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, not to mention, he is also, like, he's also just clearly not the brightest bulb in the shed because... I, while watching it again a second time, I was like, there was totally a way he could have played both sides of this to his advantage. <laughs> he could have done this and been like, and this event is sponsored by Guacola. And by the way, son, I got you a great sponsor. Okay, now wow the mm-hmm. crowd. It's going to be great. Right. See, that is all he had to do. But, that's, but he I didn't care. I don't think he's dumb. I think he's selfish. Completely, And that yeah. overrides everything else. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I was certainly under the impression that he was using Marty, uh, that Marty was using sour cream for his own sort of selfish intent. Oh, yeah. He saw an opportunity to be in front of a crowd, and he had this, and again, he says he has this good, like, thing going with Guacola. Like, that's the truck that he's driving around in. It's not really that he's been successful in the music business at all. It's that he, like, sold out for some disgusting he's, avocado salad. And as, as we can see, oh advertising is where he's made all his money. Correct. Yeah, Sarah Anderson. Real and, talk, guys. This is uh, this was a while back. Oh, but Sarah's just, in the chat? Yeah, Sarah Hi, says, Sarah. Uh, how dare Marty soil the good name of avocados? I agree <laughs> with you, Sarah. Avocados They're not and... even good on chips. <laughs> <laughs> Which is God unbelievable. Ronaldo. That was hilarious. Unbelievable to me because avocados and guacamole are delish. The, Can we talk about one of my favorite moments in there was just the mic check. This mic looks great! <laughs> yep. There yes. were a lot yep. of really great one-liners, in particular, like, what is this, a concert for ants? And then there were God, yeah. ants, uncles, music is for everyone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> everyone in this bar and I just the thing that killed me was the laminated business card because how dumb are you half the point of business cards you want a blank backside or you want at least a blank space on there where you can write extra information a phone number an email a twitter handle I met you here we talked about this like just something so it's not just oh here's a piece of paper yeah. One After of, Buzz of, presents networking advice. Seriously. <laughs> I once received a business card that was entirely black, and on one hand it's like, this looks really cool, and on the other hand it's like, all right. Yeah, it's recognizable yep. at the very least. But <laughs> uh, both Thomas Vaccaro and Kat Deming in the uh, chat have started a hashtag. I think they probably were typing it at the exact same time, which is keep Beach City free of guacola. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And Which, along loved, with don't be selfish, is really the moral of this episode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I loved Stephen the roadie. I loved, I'll protect you, Dad. Don't worry. I have a hose. Yep. <laughs> 
And then so at the great. end of it, the whole reason Marty showed up, which we got a little at the beginning and then we yes. got completely sidetracked, was that he was legally obligated to pass something on to Greg, and that something is a check for $10 million. What? Which, what, what? which brings us into Mr. Greg. And oh, I'm watching the end of this and going, okay, you know, his song got licensed. It's popular in a Japanese commercial. Like, something happened where his song got licensed and transformed in some way, and it's the rights. Yeah. And then we put on Mr. Greg, and I'm like, pick up the phone. <laughs> I called it. Oh, Pepe's burgers. Uh, Rose would have loved it. Rose that, loved oh, it. oh, I loved God. that moment. I mean, it, it just started off on such a strong sort of emotional beat for what this whole episode was going to be about where, where they strong. watched you know the the jingle that his mm-hmm. song had been turned into which still sounded pretty cool by yeah. the way <laughs> it still cool sounded, sounded like an 80s yeah. rock ballad and he basically and he was like, like you know do you this think- was a Carl's Jr. commercial yeah right? it was definitely <laughs> no I would rather watch that commercial than Carl's than Jr. than actual Carl's Jr. commercials actual Carl's Jr. slash Hardy slash whatever you call it in Virginia nowadays commercials are Terrible. Yeah, they. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, but this this was this was kind of fun. Uh, and yeah. And then they were talking about the song. And and when uh, they commented on like, hey, you know, do, uh, do you think Rose would like liked this song? And and Pearl's comment basically being like, ah, she would have loved it. And she blushes a little, and it's just like, oh, we well, are going there, and we are setting up camp, well, and, and we y- are okay. You could also tell, like, her also, not disgust with the commercial, but she's genuinely perplexed. Yeah. She's like, this was the thing that won over the woman I love. Yeah. Like, this is the thing that made her well, because, <laughs> choose But it wasn't about me. hamburgers at the time. No, no. And I mean, the thing is, too, and so much of this show it is about the fact that, like, fundamentally, Pearl just can't grasp why Rose Quartz chose Greg. She just deals with the fact that she did. And I love that we actually address that in this yeah. episode, and not it's and that it's not just this festering wound that we're gonna leave for the no, rest of no. forever. Because character, no character development, yeah, and just the whole we're skipping ahead. Who cares? The whole it's over bit. Oh. That song because has been in my head for perfect, days. And it was so well sung, and it was so well orchestrated, and it and killed animated. Me. It had the beautiful Ugh. anime sparkles, and just and you know the rose and the top hat and the suit, and it was just it was Ugh. wonderful. And yeah. like I'm just gonna lie here and be in pain for oh we're not done oh we're gonna continue yeah I will say that self medicating with maraschino cherries is something I have done oh that was. So- I basically just cried through this whole episode and, like, crying again right now a little bit. Um, (laughs) But I love the little humor beats that we had. Like, the guy just playing the piano and Steven kicking him off and him just running away. I mean, it was was effectively... One of the best ways, I think, to deal with any sort of very complex emotions is through music. I mean, you know, there's that whole musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where it's like they were possessed by... Like a musical theater demon, basically but that makes Buffy you is working through right. That makes you sing yeah. and dance yourself to death. Yeah, um, and 
and ultimately, like, that's when it's Buffy. There's there's a big thing that happens. I'm not going to spoil a, like, 10-year-old show for you guys. But anyway. <laughs> oh, good, but she has it. to work through this very traumatic emotional experience. Yes. And finally, the only way it's a, she's able to communicate it to the rest of her friends is through to sing it. song. Yeah. And, and that's when everybody's like, oh, yeah. We did a bad thing. Yeah. Ooh. Oops. <laughs> and that, I felt, was kind of effectively what happened in this episode as well. It's like we were going to deal with, you know, this elephant in the room that we've had for the entire show at this point. And that's been going on for the past uh, 10, 20 well, years yeah, of our lives. Yes. Well, and not to mention, as, as much as an enigmatic character as Rose Quartz is, because all of the characters of the show are living in her shadow, yeah. and, you know, we're only getting bits and pieces of her as Steven gets be- bits and pieces of her, the... Like, the more and more we see of her, the more and more I go, she's not necessarily a great person. No. Like, just, it's like, who... She's she's certainly not this person that she is in the eyes of Greg and Pearl, specifically, who, you know, idolize her so much because they are in love with her. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, that is what this episode was about. It was about, like, you guys fundamentally have no like you're very very different people but fundamentally you love the same person who is gone now and like you should embrace each other to heal because you share that one thing in common yeah. you love me and i love both of you yeah Aww. it's like no nope, i'm gonna lie here and die now. just that whole exchange I knew how you felt and I stayed. That wasn't the problem. The problem was that she chose you. Yeah. Well, you and, know, she did what she wanted. It's just and like, the oh, color oh, schemes oh. for that whole sequence yes. are wonderful, too, because you've got, you know, each of them have their own colors. Uh, but then Steven is pink and the whole background is pink. pink. And I think it would be a little bit of a diff- different situation if Rose Quartz was like, gone gone but she is still alive in some way through steven which we got in the world's most awkward steven yeah. lives. <laughs> and yeah. don't forget mom uh, what the- i know <laughs> yeah i was, I was gonna say actually a uh, super sparrow jay commented on that saying uh, uh, a 10 year old that somehow has the remains of his dead mother in his belly button Kinda. Like a troll dog. Kinda like a troll dog. <laughs> Pointing it out like that. Especially when two episodes ago we had Steven float. So what makes me happy? Mom? Boy, those feelings are complicated. Yeah. So just having it be like, don't forget mom. Like, yeah. oh, that's really well, awkward I, even for you. And kind of just, you know, circling back to... The thing about Rose, I think, that we're learning is that, like, she... And it was funny because I, I attended the press line for Steven Universe at Comic-Con, which was amazing. And... One of the things that I was actually talking about with Rebecca Sugar was that, you know, it's so bizarre because this is a show basically about magical girls raising a little boy. Yeah. And yet it's so much closer to being about real people than a lot of other shows on TV because it can, because it is within this, like, sort of fantasy, magical realm. It can deal with these really real... Rich, complex yeah. emotions. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, K-Bits pointed out, like, Rose hurt a lot of people by choosing to have Steven. Like, yeah. she totally went against all things Crystal Gem, and that is one of the things that Pearl and Greg agree on, is that she always marched to the beat of her own drum, and nobody could tell her no. 
And I feel like that is both a blessing and a curse for yeah. her and for everyone around her. And that's also kind of what started a revolution, let's be real. Yeah. Yep, and countless people and gems were killed as a result, but she did what she thought was right? Yeah. Question mark? We're still not entirely sure what her we, initial motives were. I get the feeling we're not really gonna know the whole story until endgame. No. Yeah. Like, um, we're gonna need diamonds on Earth in order for all of that to come out in some or any capacity. Yeah. Which? This episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, just the whole aspect about, like, learning to heal and like grief and how everybody deals with grief in their own way. This was just an altogether very, very beautiful episode. Yeah. I don't I, think I, we've I, had an emotional one two punch like this since Rose's scabbard. Yeah, Whoa. that was a rough one. Like this <laughs> overwhelmingly painful but necessary. Like I don't think we've had this since what was that, season one? I feel like that was way that was a long towards time ago the end now. of season yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Um, but oh, it, again, it was it was beautiful and it was wonderful and whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and just like because the show has been gone for so long, it's really nice to have a Pearl and Greg focused episode just because it feels like it's been so long since we've actually spent time with both of these characters. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have one and then have it at the end be like, oh, we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. And know that this is the kind of show that will take that into account moving yeah. forward. They don't believe in negative continuity on no. the show. Everything has a reason. Which makes me question some of the episodes that they showed later on this week. <laughs> I had a lot of problems with the new Lars guys. But before we get there, let's talk about Too Short to Ride. Oh, I miss oh Caroline. My God. Dang it, she's cute. I loved this episode what so a, much. What is I the storyboard to say to Twitter? Keeps coming back. <laughs> and her, like, really genuine love of that stuffed alien. Oh, yes. Those eyes are so expressive. And that head just, so full of it knowledge. Under, it understands. I need it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> the, just the whole thing was so wonderful. Just her looking at the equivalent of YouTube. Yeah. And a cat video going, why was this, this documented? <laughs> and then you have to keep it under 140 characters. That's so many people. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was said to someone in real life and then made its way. I completely here. agree and with you. I'm sure that happened. Uh, um, Sorry, Andrew tweeted at us earlier that um, that one of the storyboard artists actually made that Twitter account nice. and has been tweeting from it. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, there's an actual Peridot Twitter or oh cheaper or whatever it is. I was gonna say like I like I could have had an entire episode that was just about Peridot tweeting and then had this episode on top her, of it. Her creating her creating vlogs, her creating a Tumblr, her creating her creating her own. T- Tumblr about Camp Pining Hearts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, imagining this now, and it's the most beautiful flaming terrain. Wreck. I mean, we had we had Stephen doing an unboxing video. We did. That was like Paradot needs to get on that. Yeah, I just say the part of this that just kind of like okay, we're getting over our feelings from last from last episode. Ooh. Was her googling? Am I having fun? <laughs> just like that's it. I'm gonna lie down and die. You brought me to a sign. Yeah, she's <laughs> so. You should call it shapeshifting land because that's all you do to have fun here. <laughs> oh, honey. And it turns out that paradots that are made later on, and I would imagine a good number of gems that are made more recently, 
don't have powers because Homeworld is running low on resources. Which yeah. I guess it turns out you can only expand and conquer for so long before people get pissed off about it. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and it's a good sort of indicator about the state of Homeworld as well. Where it's like, okay, maybe that's why they're so intent on being well, conquering. And I stuff. mean, it, it, it sounds like they're depleting their resources very quickly because oh, yeah. they are churning out armies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's but. quantity, not quality. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not to, not to insult Paradox. No, but, she's the but greatest. That's, that's why Paradox all get technological enhancements and yeah. why she was so big on keeping them and then on getting this new tablet and being like, it's mine. And just Amethyst being real. Yeah. Amethyst doesn't do that I know. super often. <laughs> yeah, can I just say that Marty almost ruined the phrase real talk for me? So I... <laughs> Amethyst it was good that they it brought back. it back yeah. around with Amethyst. Yeah. And just having the full on, we like you for you, not who you think you could be or who you might be. We like you as you are now. Like, that's always a good thing to have. Although I do think she went a bit too far trying to throw it into the ocean. I mean, oh, granted, yeah. the result was great. And but the that's how result... we found out that Peridot was miniature Magneto. But, like, watching it, I'm like, Amethyst, that's not cool. Like, this is the only bit of, like... I know. Anything that she yeah. has. And I was, literally, Paradox, like, it's all that I, I know. have. I was really pretty mad at Amethyst <laughs> yeah. when she yeah. was going to throw the tablet in the water. Like, but then... Just because she she developed powers doesn't take away that it was a terrible thing to do. I know, and but because just, she developed the powers, it was, like, such a moment of relief for me. It was like, oh, oh she does have powers! <laughs> and the tech support side of it was just like, there goes the warrant. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, she has Magneto <laughs> powers. <laughs> And just using them to win ring toss. I, I love just the little bit with Mr. Smiley being thunderstaffed and just, I haven't seen a bit in six days. Like, that tells us the lighting, so much the about him. This poor man. Onion's going to set the roller coaster on fire. I'm not falling for that again. Oh my God. I just feel I'm not so, getting sued again. I just feel so bad for this guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, you get so much about him and about his character just from this own episode and the fact that he won't stop smiling <laughs> even through the pain. Yep. <laughs> and the temporary but horrifying return of cat fingers. Oh, it yeah. just for a moment oh, like that happened. Oh. I was like, no. I know, I was traumatized. I immediately had flashbacks. Uh, we have another Akira episode. You know episode. that's why they put it in. We have another uh, hashtag surfacing in the chat. I believe simultaneously created by uh, Renji, Super Sparrow J, and Standing by Life, which is hashtag Magnadot. <laughs> basically talking about how uh, we're gonna dis- how everyone thinks that we're gonna basically discover that Paradot sort of has Magneto powers, and I'm cool we with that. We just discovered yeah. that. Totally cool with Metal that. Which powers. Her, her doing like the little windmill and like reeling it in like it's a fishing line. Just sitting there going, steal third. That's what she's doing, right? Steal third. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, do we have any last thoughts on uh, Too Short to Ride? Just Shorty Squad, yo. Shorty Squad. Shorty Squad. I know, and and that in the end, like she didn't attribute it to her, she didn't attribute her success and her getting her alien that she wanted so badly just to her. They were like, yay, Paradox for the win. And she's like, nah, Shorty Squad. It was great. Like, She's she's, she's trying, made friends. She's trying so hard to understand what it is to be friends with people and I and love being, that we've introduced her yeah. to the concept of lying, but she still doesn't really get it until they point it out. And I know. I know still like, Steven we're Stolten lying. Is not looking. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I, I well, feel like it's fun to have a Paradox episode because you can just do stuff well, like that. It's it's how do I people mm-hmm. condense? And mm-hmm. I love that the alien thing came back because the the shorts that she was initially yeah. very intrigued by mm-hmm. had alien heads on them, yeah. and the, it's like I recognize that. It was so great. That was it. Was a nice yes. episode. Yes, and Jaron Jefferson. I agree with you. Peridot will lead the army of metal benders. That was my first <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, she's a metal bender. That's what I have in my notes. <laughs> Peridot's a metal bender. Uh, if, if that doesn't come back in a really epic way towards Endgame, I will be real disappointed. Like I said, they don't put anything in here without a purpose. Oh, mm-hmm. that said, let's swing into the new Lars. If I can just make one comment from Do the it. chat that I thought was very interesting. Uh, Jack Harkness says, uh, shouldn't her magnetism have wiped out the tablet software? <laughs> Different kind of Case magnetism. Case in point. <laughs> Depends, Different I suppose. Kind of. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of picture it in the way that, like, Pyrrha <laughs> from Ruby has, has polarity as her power. Yeah. Um, like, it doesn't mean it murders technology. It just means that you can occasionally go, you, come to me. That, yeah. and a lot and of... And pull someone over by the fillings in their teeth. And that, and a lot <laughs> of devices actually do actively try to protect against that. Yeah. At um, the moment now. So yeah. you still can't put hotel uh, keys next to your phone anymore. I actually think you can. Oh, no. I just got that lecture. <laughs> oh. Like I said, I went... So Somewhere I was for gonna a work say, conference I, and uh, I do that all the time. <laughs> you're not supposed Oops. to. It demagnetizes them. Wah, wah, anyway, so let's talk on. about the new Lars. And I have to say, this was my least favorite episode this week, and I was extremely I'm like, uncomfortable. I was like, I'm really it. interested to hear why you disliked it so much. I was just uh, bottom line consent issues. I was extremely uncomfortable just watching this go down. And those of you who watch the reaction videos, it hasn't been rendered yet because rendering takes 86,000 hours <laughs> of my life. But you'll be able to see this. I was clutching a pillow, leaning into the couch, extremely uncomfortable watching this. And I don't usually ever feel sorry for Lars, but man, I felt for him after this one. Yeah, because we, again, we're only getting all of these characters from Steven's point of view, and we, as, you know, members of the audience who are a little bit more clued into what all these social cues mean, definitely pick up on the fact that what he's doing is not a good thing. Right, but I think that the episode was was spun in a way that Steven was not doing a good thing. It was, for me... The, oh, yeah, no, the, I liked it. But that yeah. didn't make it any less uncomfortable to watch. I don't know. I think if I think if it were not... Here's the thing. So the character of Steven is like Usagi on, like, cocaine and steroids. Like, <laughs> he's that amount of just, like, love and innocence and goodness. And so... Everything that Steven was doing while he was in Lars's body was coming from a good place. It doesn't make it okay by any oh, means, yeah. but I'm just saying that, like, and that, I think that was the point of the episode, that it was, like, just because you are a good, loving person and, like, you think that you know what is going to be best for people, like, yeah. you are not them. Exactly. A lot of times, and this is something that happens a lot in real life, a lot of friends are like, I have friends and my friends should get together and be happy and it'll be perfect and it's like, you don't always, like, your intentions are good, but you don't always know what's best for other people. Yeah. You're not living their life. Exactly. To everyone who has attempted to hook me up with someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, 
I like we're meant to feel uncomfortable. We're yeah, meant oh, to 100%. be we're, we're meant to like cringe as well, as Lars Steven is talking to the cool well, kids. And, and this is the like thing, that. is it's it launched in with Steven being extremely uncomfortable. But as soon as he was like, oh man, Lars's parents seem really nice, and he like said something nice to them that made them feel good and they reacted positively, he's like Oh man, I'm gonna do a great job at being Lars, and so that's how it started to spiral out of control. Yeah, yeah, just and all of this was. And I don't, I don't like Lars in any capacity, but I like Sadie a lot. And Sadie does not need Lars in her life. No, this. this so is we just, think. Oh I don't know. God. This is the thing, though, is again, it, again, it's that message of, and it, and it's a conversation that I have had with friends in real life when they want to very quickly pass judgment on how somebody else is reacting to a situation in their life, which is that you are not them. And I think that was absolutely, again, the message of this episode, because in the end, when Stephen and Lars confront each other about the fact that Stephen was in Lars's body, and he says to him, like, and Lars is like, man, it seems like everybody really liked you better as, liked me better as you, and he's like, not everybody, like, Sadie yeah. didn't like me better. Yeah, the one person that it probably the, mattered the right, most to The him. one person that Steven wanted to make the happiest, he just ended up hurting. Exactly. And so, like, yeah, I, like, I, I feel bad for Lars <laughs> in an insane capacity because there are these people who have these expectations of him. He wants to impress the cool kids, and obviously his parents want the best for him, and he can't live up to what they want for him. Yeah. Um, whether that he's unwilling to try or if he's incapable of living up to two different things. Um, but, again, we don't really know. We're only seeing it from this very <laughs> narrow perspective. I all don't right, like him. chat? Yes. Oh, so, oh, no, continue in that, I, because this is all about Lars. I was just saying, I don't like him as a character, but in this moment, I'm like, that has to hurt so much knowing that all of these people liked a version of you that didn't exist and they don't actually like you. Yeah, yeah. I was That's... acting weird all day and you all just liked it. Yeah. 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 And he... And Admittedly, he spends most of his time acting like a complete dick, so... That's He's true. He's a teenager. Yeah. I no, mean, it's... you learn and you I, grow I out of a lot of things. I've my teenage years without being a complete dick. Well, you are in the 1%. <laughs> You I learn complete. A lot of people learn <laughs> and they grow level. out of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so this is just circling back to being like, Sadie doesn't need Lars. And it's like, guys, you're not her. Don't judge. <laughs> However, uh, Sadie deserves, uh, Thomas Vaccaro says, Sadie deserves someone who is not Lars. I bet Lars drinks Guacola. <laughs> Cat uh, Deming says, hashtag Sadie don't need no man. Lots of people actually say standing by life says the same thing. Cabot uh, says, I bet Lars is friends with Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Lars versus Kevin. Uh, Let's just take the, the few also, people in Beach City who have virtually no redeeming qualities and lock them in a room uh, and see what happens. So, Lars and Ronaldo. <laughs> I would take Ronaldo out of it, partially because he'd get eaten alive and partially because the show has framed him as having something more there where they really haven't done that with Lars. I disagree. And Kevin is obviously I'm, I'm the other way around. Cutout. Oh my I, god, Kevin. <laughs> I'm the other way around. I would take Lars over Ronaldo. I don't like either of them. Um, but yeah, this yeah, uh, here's here's the thing. Maybe Sadie no need no ma'am. We can't say whether or not she does, but what she does deserve, Sadie deserves to be happy. Yeah. Damn yeah. Skippy. So whatever makes her happy. I agree. Yep. 
Listen, maybe it's just this because I've liked guys. a lot of really terrible people. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway. I, I just, and what, what intrigues me about this is that, like I've been saying, this show does not introduce stuff and then leave it hanging. Everything comes back. Stephen can possess human beings. That is a thing. That's yeah. weird. Where, that is weird. Because we that's knew his, that's gotta come back somehow. We knew his astral projection was a thing that he could, you know, when it came to plant life that he had a connection with with the watermelons because he created them and mm-hmm. Rose had that connection and she could control plant life. And we knew that he could kind of go places because we saw fun little dream sequences in Chilatid. Yeah, yeah, in terms of like wandering into Lapis's mind. This is the first time he's full on possessed another that person. That is true. And that it's not a body swap, it's just taken over. Like Steven is temporarily a yerk. <laughs> it's just a yerk. Yeah. Tell that wrong. reference out there for you guys. Now you know what I grew up with. Yeah. Oh, the 90s were a magical time. They were what a, a great time. time to be alive. What, what a time, time to, to be, be alive. alive. Uh, which is you know, exactly, before you were born. Yeah, exactly how this episode started. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting to see how this comes back because it has to. This is too weird of an episode for the whole premise of Stephen can be inside human beings and take them over. Oh yeah, Not that'll a hundred that'll a hundred percent come back. Can he do it with gems? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. I'm sure that'll come the up future will tell. <laughs> I, I have to say I like Lars is gonna be psyched, Buck is pleased, and Buck <laughs> is no longer pleased. That like, was pretty random funny. third person jokes, God bless. Yup. So that was weird. It was and we move on to Beach City Drift. Which is the last one we got this week. Uh, that's also why we started with Born to be Wild, because I have a terrible sense of humor. Uh, uh, we got Stevani back. Yeah. yeah. For all the wrong reasons. Love them. They are the yep. best. For yep. all the wrong reasons. And what, what, what got me is that we had the conversation about Kevin and how he kept insisting that they dance even though they didn't want to and he didn't respect their wishes. And I'm like, I'm sorry, now we have an episode about consent? <laughs> now? <laughs> Stephen, didn't you learn just a thing just just yesterday or it's whatever? It's a little it was. late! <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was intentional to be like, remember that time, Stephen, when you did the exact same thing? <laughs> you should maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that Greg's... The car of Greg's dreams is a Dondi Supremo, wow. and that it's newsed. Dad on board. Yep. And that evidently he still has some of the money left after Mr. Greg, which wasn't something I expected to happen. But I, I know, guess, I kind of thought they were going to yeah. use up all the money in Mr. Greg, but I was glad to find that they what still What do have I them. care? I'm rich. That <laughs> was <laughs> great. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that he still wants to live in the van and his dream car is used and he still works the car wash. Like, he's still Greg. Yeah, like to the, the point he doesn't want to themselves. buy a house because the van is home. Well, and he has that mansion that he inherited from his aunt and uncle somewhere. Did he inherit a mansion? Yes. This I don't is, recall that. I, I feel that? like this has been mentioned. It was like a one-off that got mentioned somewhere a long time ago. Because if if that's the case, I would absolutely love an episode where they have to go and spend the night in Haunted the haunted house. Mansion. It would be so much better than the uh, the horror club episode, which should have been amazing, yeah. but wasn't. Yep. 
liked the horror club episode. It was, it was all the right. best thing on the planet, but it was that's, fun. I was going to say, that's the episode which shows why Ronaldo is worse than Lars, because Ronaldo was, is an attempted murderer. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with you. I think I would take, I think I would take Lars. Because like, Lars is just kind of there. He's just kind of like an average teenage jerk face. I and think like, I could take them both. Ren- <laughs> um, anyway. I'm meaner. To, to anyway, get back to this so episode. So we have Kevin showing up because he's still a jerk. Let's be real. He's still the worst. Kevin is a cardboard cutout of a human being, and occasionally we just need them, but he's the second cardboard cutout we've had this week. But I really, because yeah, we had Marty Marty. earlier. Oh, Marty is definitely. I I really appreciated that they brought him back, though, because everybody has known someone like that, where they just get under your skin, they get you riled up, and you really want to stick it to them, even though that's not what you should be wasting your time and energy right, on. Right, which is exactly yeah. what... Because, I mean, basically his whole thing with uh, the whole... With Stevani is like, oh, you're so obsessed with me. And then, like, Stephen and Connie come to realize, they're like, oh, man, we did... He made us fuse. We are obsessed with him. Yeah. And that that was a really good realization. Yeah. And you, you pointed this out when we were talking about it earlier. Is that it's Steven who's really, really outwardly angry at Kevin. Is that it's the guy in this relationship who's so pissed off that it happened. Yeah. And it's like, did we just have a rape culture episode? I mean, it was... Slightly. A little bit. I mean, I I did like that it addressed, again, the consent issue. I think it was kind of like we... We sort of well, bookended and, it with like awful dad and like awful like doesn't human being. doesn't respect other humans person. Well, and it's it's good to illustrate that the consent thing is an issue with men too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. For everyone. So yeah, it's not just solely a girl yeah, problem. It's, it's it not, is an everyone problem. Yes, yes. And this is also an example of if you give them what they want, they win. Yeah. And he wants, you know, again, he, he said, wants he's to like, get her I'm, out of I'm uh, like this because I think it's funny. And right. that perfectly sums up his character. You know, he, he gets a thrill out of really getting people angry and bothering people. And he's entitled and rich enough to get away with it. And the sob story about his non-existent, ill little brother. And oh, I act like this because if, the, if I don't show anyone the pain, maybe the pain will go away. I feel Lol, like... psych. I feel like that's like a reference to a racing anime, probably. <laughs> I was gonna say there was a lot of there I'm was a sure lot of racer like I, speed well, racers. I mean, stuff st- st- I mean, st- uh, and the it, drifting like. Well, Ian Jones Courtney did say that there was some initial D influence in this episode. It's I'm not sure a series. I'm like super. Fa- I mean, like I certainly know what it is, but I'm not like super familiar with it. So if anybody in the chat can like point out some specific references, I'm down. That was <laughs> I feel that- like racing anime is one of those subgenres where you are either really into it or, or you just- have no idea. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Because yeah. I accept I'm a speed racer because that's the background radiation. Because of every go anime speed racer, go. go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, um, initial D is one of those animes that I've heard of. Yep. And Same. I've seen the arcade games. Yep. <laughs> and I know it's about racing. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Is it a yellow cars. car? I feel like it's a yellow car. I think it's car. a yellow car. That might have been part of this. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and I like that once, you know, Stephen and Connie come to this realization and they basically go, oh, you know, well, 
in Connie's you know, I still want to finish this race, but not because of him. I want to finish it for us. I want to yeah. do it our way. And they lose. <laughs> but because I he love... somehow manages to round a corner after he's kicked in Nitro. Nitro is something you want on a straightaway. Yeah. You try to round a corner going that fast, you will die. You will, you will flip. Like, um, but, this is a bad thing. But I love that, uh, you know, they got their sparkle back, which, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. was something that was lacking this entire episode because they fused for the wrong reason. And the the cool thing about Stevani was that that sparkle it in, they enchanted everybody that they came across, uh, and they got that back because they they fused for the right reasons this time. And um, you know, not bad for my first time driving. Yeah. yeah, second place isn't so bad for my first time driving a car. Like yeah. that is the best mic drop you yeah. could have asked for. And she was dri- they, they they were driving a stick, weren't they? Uh, it was definitely there were gears. Yeah. There were really sure a lot of things. It was stick. Yep, there's a yellow there's a yellow car, car in okay. SUV for sure. Well, <laughs> I feel like the car that that uh, Stevani was driving was more of a reference to the other one, which in some of the other uh, images that we're scrolling up there also looked more like silver. So yeah, I know that I know that initial D it is about him like fixing up like the family's like not <laughs> as good car. So <laughs> anyway, I did love the and again you you really like this the your two kids in a beautiful trench coat act. Yeah, which first of all, like I know he was weirded out in that episode was like whoa two kids gotta go but like the fact that two kids have come together to make this person like that doesn't bother anyone like no one is phased no one in Beach City is phased by anything right by the fact that that, like Stephen and Connie combine and suddenly they're like there's another human being a young woman (laughs) alright but yeah the, the two kids beautiful trench coat thing Probably my favorite line that was in really Steven good. Universe to date. Yep. <laughs> it was amazing. Two kids in a beautiful trench coat. <laughs> I feel like I'd have to go back through my notes to find my favorite line, like for some of these other episodes, because I know they've had ones where I'm just like, yes. I would have liked a hug. <laughs> I enjoyed that, just made me really happy. It's yep. like, oh, quintessential Pearl. And then Amethyst, wait, no, I'm thinking of Lapis. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Such so good I stuff. really liked Stephen Floats. Yeah, do we have any final thoughts on Beach City Drift? Uh, just, it's, again, it's nice to see all these characters again. Yeah. That's yeah. really all I got. I think it was better than Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think overall we had a very strong start to this next month and some yeah. change of Steven Universe yeah. episodes. We It wasn't a perfect week, but we had a really good yeah. week. No, I'm definitely um, excited to see where else it goes. I will say, looking forward, I know there have been leaks online. I know people are leaking spoilers. People who have worked on the show have come out on Twitter and said, please do not look at the leaks. Please do not go looking for spoilers. Things will be ruined if you look for spoilers for yourself. So evidently, something big is coming down the line in week three and week four, and they really don't want us to be spoiled for that. So from here... We're going to ask you to respect the creative Emma's, Emma's bouncing. I'm so excited, so guys. Happy. I love the show. You are show. bouncing yeah. in your seat. But, you know, from here on in, let's, let's respect the creator's wishes. Yeah. Don't, don't spread spoilers. Don't go looking for them. We're finally getting a consistent airing schedule. We are getting at least five episodes a week. Let it come. And, yeah. and just... Let it come. I also want to say thank you to everybody who did not tweet direct spoilers at us. Yes! During this past week, I was 
definitely concerned about that because definitely I had people texting me about these episodes. Yeah. But nobody direct tweeted yeah. me anything. Yeah. I am um, incredibly impressed that I was a week behind on literally everything I was watching. Red vs. Blue, Ruby, Camp Camp, uh, this... And nobody tweeted me any spoilers. Yep. I didn't get spoiled for a dang thing. You guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't knock this, on wood, but And I think here. this is because we've all been on shows where people mm-hmm. were tweeting us spoilers the day before or three hours before. So mm-hmm. just you yeah. know, guys. So keep See, up be so smart about your time work. zones. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like yeah. sticking with Sailor Moon Crystal because like it's the exact same thing that, same thing that happens in the manga. So like, no chance. <laughs> you're good. You're I'm good. good. <laughs> you oh, I've definitely had some. Hey, this aired in East Coast. Let's tweet it to. Oh, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Oh yeah. I love yep. you. I'll see it in three hours. Uh, please do during not send Agents me of Shield season. I have to like throw my phone away. Yeah. <laughs> I get it for hours. I love my Arrow fans, but I think a lot of them just get really excited and don't think about the fact that uh. I'm in Pacific time. It's like, you guys are great. I want you to breathe. Yep. Anyway, we're definitely still talking about Steven Universe, and we're getting close to wrap up. I want to talk to you real fast about iTunes, because guys, this is our bread and butter. Um, If you like the show, if you would like us to do more of the show, the best thing you can do to help us out is go on to iTunes, find the show on iTunes. If you search After Buzz TV, Steven Universe, you should be able to find it. Rate, comment, subscribe. If you leave a review, leave us five stars. Let us know that you love us, because that lets our producers know that you love us. And then they're like, we should keep this show on, despite the fact that its airing schedule (laughs) is just completely wonky. And here we are. Here we are. Back after, like, what, six months? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, when was the last time that we read? Because we definitely have a bunch of reviews, but I'm like, I don't know what the last one was We had one in June, and then prior to that, it was uh, January. So we we read the ones from January and February? Did uh, did, did we, we ha- have? We might know. not have had anyway, internet access we, at the time. Anyway, we, we had a... Um, we had a show during the last Stephen Bond. Right, right, right. And I think that was like June-ish. June. I don't know. Well, anyway, for everyone, Do it. everyone, the old anyone who's left reviews in, in uh, 2016, you are great. Let's go uh, February on. Uh, great. So there's one from February, uh, which is from uh, Kika Rocks 672 It's just entitled, thanks, five stars. Hey, Aww. first discovered you guys on Star Wars Rebels after show. Aww. Love the mix of Emma, Megan, and yes, even Katie's Everyone Will Die attitude. So, <laughs> when I heard that you all not only are all together on a podcast, but it was a Steven Universe, let's just say I died of happiness. Keep up the amazing work you do. Hashtag Gem Rebel Squad. Woo! <laughs> I like it. Gem Rebel Squad. Yeah. We like having iTunes reviews. It makes us real happy. Thanks. We do. So, yeah, and if you leave a review, you do get a shout-out on the show. Reviews take a couple of days to post, so if you want to get in for next week's, you know, leave it as soon as possible. Yeah, do it now. But, yeah, no, we seriously appreciate it. Find us on iTunes. Rate, comment, subscribe. Uh, uh, subscribe on YouTube. All of that fun stuff. I think we might have time for some super quick predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. I like it. What do we think we're looking at for next week? Or just for the rest of the season? Steamboat Willie Lapis. Perfect. <laughs> boop, boop. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't even looked at the titles for next week. I've just, I'm really excited. I really want to see where this is going. Yeah. We haven't had a good Garnet episode in a while. I feel like yeah. we're overdue for one of those. And Jasper is sitting coming up on back. Chekhov's mantle yep, at this for point. Sure. She's, yep. She is coming She's back. She's on the She's horizon. Yeah, and we know awesome. we're getting bismuth. So that should be fun and interesting. Are we? For sure? That's... Yes, that was released. 
I didn't look because I thought it might have been a spoiler. <laughs> you told yeah, me not to look at that's those. True, that's fair. <laughs> and it, it was an official press release. I haven't actually yeah. watched any of the clips that have been featured, but I've seen the image and I've seen the, we're getting a new character, this is her name. I'm like, okay. And she's played yeah. by someone from Orange is the New Black. Uzo, Uzo, I cannot remember to save my life. But yeah. That should be fun and interesting. I am excited. Yep. I liked, uh, and I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Rainy Day's draws uh, in the chat. I did notice your Aquamarine uh, fan fusion of... Lapis and Pearl. It's really it pretty. It was great. Um, it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. So thanks thanks for thanks for drawing that and sending it our way. Which, <laughs> and I know we're not probably going to get it for anytime soon, but Lapis and Peridot fusions with the rest of the gems. It's got to happen at some point. I would love it. I, I feel like it. we got to fix some trust issues Super first. Super Sparrow J, this is, the old, this is the last prediction and then we're wrapping up the show, says... Kevin turns into a dragon, and now it's Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stop, oh, Kevin. Two K sixteen. Thank you. That but was yeah. a lovely reference. No, to we our do. Ruby we panel. do need to. We need to wrap up this yeah. show. I Sorry, love Sorry, everyone in this temple. Yes. You guys are wonderful human beings. All right, thank you so much for Yay. joining us. We're finally back. We will be back same bat time, same bat channel next week. It's going to be great. Yes. Emma, where can the people find you? Well, you can find me all over the internet at my name, Emma Fife, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. If you are listening, that is all F's as in Fred. No S's as in Snake. They tend to sound the same on the phone or when they're recorded and transmitted into your ears. In addition to always being able to find me on my wonderful Sailor Moon podcast, Love and Justice, which you can also find in the iTunes store, you can find me back here on the Thursday with everybody else at this table. <laughs> Uh, and the wonderful uh, Alexis McLeod Torres. We will be talking Voltron, the legendary defender. That'll be Thursday at 10 p.m. We're very, very excited. We hope you guys can join us. Uh, Megan. Ah! Yes, Megan, where can the people find you? you aside get... from in Lion Hell. But besides uh, in just a state of Cloud Nine bliss talking about Voltron, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U A N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I write articles for the Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiaje. That is K I A X E T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I talk about many of the things. YouTube is mostly reaction videos at this point. So if you want to see me go completely insane while watching these shows, that's a good place to do it. We have Red vs. Blue this week. It is Wednesday at 7pm. We are going to be talking about the Merc Trio and the Fight the Good Fight PSA. And we're starting Voltron, you guys. I just, I am so excited to talk about giant robot lions with everyone. I'm really excited. Guess who everyone's favorite character is. Just guess. Tweet it at us. We'll yeah, let tweet, you know. Yeah, tweet who you think our favorite Voltron characters are at us and we will let you know on Thursday if you are right. I, I feel like it's fairly obvious for everyone involved. And we probably all have the same one. Let's be real. Alright. Thank you guys so much Yay. for watching. We will see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 